Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Thank you for listening to another episode of Grit and Grace. And I have Megan Conter back in the house. Thanks for coming back again. Absolutely. I love being here with you, as always. And we always have the greatest conversations. Heck yes. It's really funny because we were talking this week and you left me a message in one of your really funny accents. And my son was in the room when I played the voicemail. (laughs) And for those of you that know Megan, you know that she really has some very good acting skills. And so when she uses a different um, accent, it's really believable. So I thought that was quite funny. (laughs) And then while he was standing there before I answered, I returned to the call and said, hello, my favorite mistress, because you're the mistress of marketing. And my my son's head like whipped around. He's like, what did you, oh. (laughs) You have a mistress, mom? That's weird. I know, it was really funny, but thanks for coming back. Absolutely, thank you. So for those of you that don't know, Megan Conter is a lot of things, and I'm gonna list a few of them and then let her tell you a little bit more about it herself. But she owns a marketing company, and she is also the founder of The Dames, which is an amazing collection of women that are have reached a certain level in their business and really are focused on leveling up, continuing to level up. But The Dames itself is a group of connectors and collaborators and mentors and people that like to grow their business and still have a little bit of fun so and and I know that we've talked about this before Megan but you know that I am so passionate about the dames because it was such a big part of the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey yes so I can't wait to talk more about it because we have some big stuff coming up in June definitely getting ready getting ready so okay so outside so your main business is the marketing company that you have right yep yep and um i just love saying mistress of marketing i'm just going to say it like every 20 minutes just because i like to say it um and and that's actually how we first met and for those of you that don't know megan and i'm sure that a lot of my listeners do because she's been on my show this is her third time in fact she was one of the original gangsters in the first four that i submitted the podcast contest into which is really if you think about it, it's been almost a year i know that's crazy <gasps> I think I should get a grit and grace tattoo. It would be my first tattoo. Oh my goodness. I don't think my mom would be very appreciative. Well, why not my mate and my face? I mean, because I would just be like grit and grace and a picture of Taver Lee. Let's do that. Your Perfect family would, would never would never forgive me for that, <laughs> um, but maybe a shirt at least. Yes. Get, okay, that's better. Okay, let's let we'll do that, because yeah, you were one of the first. We did an intro like a short one, and then you and I did another podcast on collaboration and marketing, and it was really 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 good. So I'm I'm excited to have that same conversation because I think that what happens is you and I touch on a little topic, and it lasts. You know, it feels like it lasts for five minutes, and it's actually an hour, and we have to stop. And I'm like, right? but we didn't get to talk about all the stuff (laughs) so maybe we'll try to talk about all the stuff today who knows yeah that'd be good all right so let's start with your business tell tell our listeners more about what you do and and what area you focus in on in your marketing business yes I'm going to say actually that both are my main business because Mm. I'm really working to balance the two and to have the the fact that they both do different things for the same target audience but they both are interconnected so it definitely started with my marketing business because I began that 10 years ago that journey and it has evolved throughout the years to its current iteration which is yes I'm the mistress of marketing which is a playful way of having my female clients be able to relate to me as their mistress and it's just fun and it it's is fun that's why I, said, I, I just like to keep saying it it's just I love fun. being funny and being not serious and yeah. taking things that are often way too serious and way too boring and making them entertaining and fun like marketing for instance right a lot of times my my beloved business owners have a really hard time with marketing they don't think that it's it's something that brings them joy or a lot of times they've fallen into one of two camps they've worked with other marketing professionals in the past who unfortunately sometimes give our industry a bad name because they've promised them miracles 
and really not spend a lot of the time on the foundation that they need in order to help them achieve those miracles. And really they go for the tactics first as opposed to the strategy. And so my clients have wasted a lot of time, money and energy with failures in that sense that they sh- it's not their responsibility to know why or why not that was a failure. So that's a disappointment a lot of times, understandably. Yeah, I think that that's such a really relevant thing that you just said, and I'm going to go back to it, and that mm-hmm. is the strategy versus the tactics. Because yes. when it comes to marketing, if you haven't actually rolled out your own marketing plan or you haven't started a business before and you work for someone else, you may not see a lot of the back-end work that goes True. on. People see the tactical side of marketing, yes. right? But this, the strategic side of it is it has to be first. It ha- yep. I mean, it's it's like trying to, you and I, you know, we've we've discussed before that you know it's like trying to drive to texas and not have a map and whoops i ended up in california yeah if you if you don't have a strategy set up in advance then you're not really going to be able to get anywhere and i think that what you're discuss what you're what you're saying is that a lot of people can be disappointed in the tactical outcomes if they didn't have a strategy to begin with absolutely and i think that's the case for any major area of business to be honest if you don't spend enough time on building that solid strategic foundation, you're often not very happy with the results. Mm. But it's especially true in marketing. Mm. The other the other case that a lot of my clients fall within or, or camp, if you will, is that they have never gotten into marketing. They have somehow made it to, some of them, even the million dollar mark, without anything other than word of mouth. And what they've experienced, however, is way too many dips for comfort and they also eventually get to a point where what they keep saying or what they've been saying about their business no longer matches who they are, what they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish. Or they've just realized that they don't want to make incremental growth anymore. They want to make they want to catapult to the mm-hmm. next level. So those are the two different scenarios that a lot of my clients fall within when they first come to see me. And do you primarily work with women? Always. Yeah. And I, th- I knew that. I, I just wanted everybody else to know that, too. I, I, why? Tell us why. Oh, I love to say that there, there are great husband and wife teams that I love to work with, and there are a few good men that are in there, a few great <laughs> men. All the men are great, but you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, the reason being I am on a personal mission to get more, William, more women-owned businesses to the million-dollar mark, and I think that really stems back to my upraising, upbringing. My mom is, you know, I don't want to call her a feminist because there's a lot of bad connotations with that word, but I just was raised by a very powerful woman, and my dad was a very powerful supporter of women, and we, I was raised in an equal household Mm -hmm. where men and women were treated the same, and I was guaranteed or looked at as having just as many abilities as any boy would have had. So I look at it as, wow, there's this huge discrepancy between the amount of successful women in business and the amount of successful men in business. The amount of women-run businesses that get to a million and above, the amount of women that get to C-suite positions or get on boards, there is a large discrepancy. And I don't really like that very much. So I'm on a mission to change that. I want to ask, when did you realize that being raised in a household like that is actually not really the norm. And mm. I and, and, and maybe it's changing now and you know I won't quote any statistics because I'd like to believe it's changing because parents like me have raised a boy and a girl mm-hmm. and my girl has been raised with equal amount of opportunity. In fact, I might have erred on the side of caution by propelling More. her a little further mm-hmm. um, just to overcome the bias from, right. the, from the past. So at what age were you when you realized that how you were raised with men and women having, you know, being equal in your household is, wasn't the norm? Um, I don't think that, I don't think it was that long ago, to be honest. I think it was probably around the same time as I was getting this inspiration to start dames. I started looking at all the reasons why not as many women-owned businesses were successful and looking at the mindset issues. And then I realized in talking to other women, holy cow, it's a lot of this is because there wasn't a thought in my mind of being any less than. There never was. And so I didn't look at it look at any situation as, well, I have less advantage because I'm a woman or 
I have you to just, work and harder. And you just probably didn't or, even realize it. I didn't realize it. it. Yeah, that other women, I mean, and I don't, I, again, I'm not going to use stats, but I'm going to say the large majority of women mm-hmm. actually don't feel that way. And it right. surprises me too, because, you know, this. there's a reason why you and I connect so well, because exactly. I definitely don't feel that way. But that was a big wake up call for me when I realized that my, my, ability to overcome obstacles in my career to get where I wanted to go was just naturally something I had, but that a lot of women didn't. And that's part of why this podcast started. I'm going to tell you a funny story. You're going to find this interesting. Mm -hmm. There was recently a a man um, that I came across in a a business situation and he said, oh, I I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, great. What did you think? And he's like, well, I mean, you're a feminist. So for feminists, it's great. And I was really taken aback. I'm like, I'm not a feminist. I'm an everybodyist. Yeah. And he just kind of looked at me for a second. He said, well, why do you only talk about women that are doing great things? Because there's a lot of men out there that are doing great things, too. And I'm like, yeah, there are. And if even just in podcasting alone, if you go and listen to the amount of podcasts that are out there in business, the amount of men talking about entrepreneurship versus women, it's still 90% to 10%. And so this is specifically for that. And But I, I realize that there is this sort of like strange swirling that's happening, right? Because the men don't know what to do as the women are rising. And women know we need to stay at the table. We right. are we are part in, in ourselves. We need to have the confidence to push those boundaries a little bit. No, no big leaps, but just keep pushing forward. Exactly. And I was thinking, you know, I I kind of grew up also not really thinking about competition. Mm. I was I did sports, but I never was raised like a competitive sports person. Mm. I did them to have the camaraderie of a team and to also just enjoy myself and be athletic and be um, yeah, be stronger. But I wasn't ever raised with a competitive mindset either. So it's always been this collaboration. And what I felt awkwardly when I was in corporate, and I didn't wasn't able to also put a finger on what this was until later on either, but I always felt like it didn't fit me right when I was in corporate. Mm. And there was a lot of drama a lot of times with the other women. And there was even a situation where Um, I left a job because there was a woman who was working really hard to push me out and working really hard to compete with me for a position. And I just, I didn't win. And it's okay because that ultimately led to me going out and starting my own business. But it was funny because I always felt just sort of way off. Mm -hmm. And then I got into being my own business owner, my own owner, my own self, whatever I'm trying to say. (laughs) And it felt like it clicked finally. Mm. And I could really start doing more of what I wanted to, which was collaborating with others to create amazing things and not have to wait for many layers of approval or, you know, clawing my way up to the top to get it done. And you've done it well. You have have literally created communities and environments and more than just the dames. You have created it in every aspect of your life where people come together and support each other. And I know that because when I first called you to say that I wanted to start my own business, I expected, honestly, I expected not not from you, but from the world, Mm -hmm. like a lot of pushback, like, who do you think you are? And well, that's not a good idea. And well, what about this? And well, what about that? And aren't you a single parent? Don't you have two kids going to college? Like I I expected all of that negativity that, you know, I a lot of us are raised with mm-hmm. or see around us. And you provided the exact opposite of that. You said, oh, heck, yeah, that sounds great. Well, you know, what what can we do? And then you brought me into the communities of women that do the same, that said and did the same thing, even though our paths and niches and industries might be different. But that support system, honestly, you know that like my heart just beats extra peacefully because of you and the mm. communities that you've brought me into. Thank you. I do tend to create tribes everywhere I go. It's true. It's, it's a gift. It's the six degrees of, of Megan Conter. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, or maybe it's like two now. Two it might degrees. be. It might be two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that so that leads me into the next question is that how do you do that? I mean, how how have you become the connector that you are? It's a good question. I think it's it's been very natural for me. Um, I was raised as, as an only child. I am an only child. I wasn't raised as one. That, that sounded weird. <laughs> I, mean, I had five siblings. I mean, maybe, but maybe no. there was a kid in the back pocket. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You never know. <laughs> I am an only child. And so I really had to make 
friends very you know either I could choose to be an introvert and not to make friends or it was very evident from the moment that I came out of the womb that I was not going to be an introvert so I went out and made friends and I made friends that I've had for 30 how old am I yeah 34 years 35 years that I still have today Mm -hmm. and I continue to do that and it, as I got older and older I started realizing okay I'm in my you know I'm in my 20s and I'm in a room with 15 different people and people are looking at me and they're like how did we all get here <laughs> and then they look at me and oh oh it's Megan mm. so it was just natural I would find people that I thought liked would like each other or would have things in common and I would bring them together and some of my friends were uncomfortable with that and they're like well who who's coming this time you know who are these people you're gonna bring but I always would help my friends kind of stretch beyond their comfort zones in that sense and make these amazing connections where humans who probably never would have thought to be together in the same space now have relationships that have lasted for years and years and years and then getting into business I started doing that naturally from the very beginning I thought wow this is really amazing I joined a leads group within the first week of deciding to start my own business, which scared the pants off of me, but I did it because someone recommended it. I started making connections there, and as I got more experience in business, I started realizing, okay, now I'm not just making connections based on people who I think would like to know each other, but based on more strategic connection. So understanding what people's businesses were all about and who their target clients were and what would help them, who else would help them in their journey as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And I would be able to start connecting the dots. I already did it intuitively, but I started to see how I was doing it of, okay, this person has the same target audience as this person. It would make sense for them to come together because they're not competitors and they would easily collaborate with each other. Or, hey, these two people are both in marketing, but they do very distinctly different things. They should be working together. So all of these you know, business principles started emerging and I realized how I was doing this even to the point where I started reverse engineering it and now I teach a lot of classes and and speaking engagements on collaboration because it can be learned it's intuitive for me it's innate but it's very easy to learn and to do and it is one of the most effective i think strategies in business for growth and for really building long-lasting relationships that go way beyond just a friendship or way beyond a business relationship right and you know what's really cool about everything that you just said is that you you foster this collaboration outside of yourself and you are comfortable removing yourself from that from that mm-hmm. situation when a connection has been made. And I say that because a lot of people hold really tight to their connections. Mm-hmm. And so without having that openness to say, okay, you and you are going to get along great in business and you have a lot in common personally here. You guys go off and, and go make some magic happen. Right. I'm comfortable over here and it's not gonna impact my relationship with each of you. Exactly. And, and maybe that's the first step at becoming a good connector is to recognize where you're at in mm-hmm. that process because you know, I consider you like a master connector. And I was recently listening to a podcast um, hosted by Jordan Harbinger, and, and I don't remember his guest's name, but it was a woman that was talking about these various levels that you go through to become really good at it. And mm. if I set you as the baseline as master connector, I'm still on my journey to learn that. But you set a really good example on how to be comfortably removed from the situation to allow those that you've connected to move on. Yeah, it's not about me. I'm just the conduit for that connection. Mm. But that's, yeah, it's not about me. I need to remove myself immediately. And the funny thing is, um, I remove myself so much that I often forget who I've introduced. So I have several friends who joke with me. They're like, have you met Cindy? Because I literally have said that to them so many times that, because I can't remember, have I connected them? Because it's, I get so excited every time. So oh my funny. gosh, have you met Cindy? So funny. And so I do that, I do that kind of 
a lot, especially so with my funny. close group of friends. Yeah, and and I know that people are at various stages of doing that because there's there's someone um, who introduced a very good friend of mine to me in a business situation, and that very that friend has now become a, a very good friend. We've become really close, and the original person that introduced us is still just a little sticky about it. Although mm. there's 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 it's not like there was disharmony or anything like that. It's just that how that connection took place. Although to me, that's like a thank you or or you know she should pat herself on the back and say I made a good connection between right. two people who fit so well. Yeah, I love I love seeing that and I do remember I'm I'm joshing a bit. I do yeah. remember a lot of the connections I make. Yeah. But what I can say is that I I do think it's about feeling what that sense of connection is first because I see it in my mind's eye a lot of times. It's like I know that Taverly needs to know this person. And for people like Taverly, you don't need me to make a logical reason for why I'm connecting you. But I also have to think about that other person to whom I'm connecting you and feel into that person's energy and that person's personality and see if they need a, you know, an understanding, a logical understanding of why I'm making that connection. Because it's as important that I, when I'm doing that connection, that I make it as clear as possible for the parties involved. Mm -hmm. That is what can help lead to success. So oftentimes there is a cognitive way that I can describe, here's why I think the two of you will be a great connection. And then there are other times when I can just say, Taverly, you and -and so-and-so have the same kind of personality. You are very, you know, open spirituality, spiritual wise, you are this, you are that. I think you're going to hit it off. And then that carries on as just enough, as perfect for Mm. you guys. But it's always about thinking about those two people and removing myself from the equation, making sure that I know what they what they need to move forward. So that's your first um, note taking for today. For those of you that are listening, (laughs) take out your pen. And when you think of collaboration or connecting people, focus on how you can give to others because that's what that's what that's about you're describing taking yourself out of the situation to help boost others to find their path together and and I am so passionate about that and I spend a lot of time on this show talking about how to help others get where they want to go and that's you know that's what you spend a lot of time doing and and I like at the beginning that you clarified that the dames has become a bigger part of what you do mm-hmm. is where I've kind of thought of it like your side hustle mm-hmm. um, but it's not and Mm -hmm. and part of that's because you've expanded but we're going to talk about that but not yet because i have one more question okay i want to ask you about the intuitive process Mm -hmm. and i so love that you on your marketing materials and on your website you include this Mm -hmm. you don't you don't shy away from what i call the woo you you include the woo um you and i are very spiritually connected Mm -hmm. so you know it's it's comfortable for me to have the conversation with you but you keep it as a part of who you are absolutely are you asking how i did that or well i guess that wasn't a question was it (laughs) okay so um two things how have you ever had any negativity from using your uh, the word intuition Mm -hmm. in your materials I haven't had anyone come outright and say that, but I'm sure that it has deterred some Mm. people, but it has magnetized the right people. And that's the important part. Mm. I have also heard in the past, and this makes me laugh, that this was back when I was the mistress of social media, that a gentleman's wife wasn't going to let him work with me because my title was the mistress of social media. And I laughed out loud and I thought to myself, yep, my marketing is doing exactly what it's supposed to. Mm. So what I mean by that is I don't like to have to strong arm someone or, and I don't like to have to, I don't, I don't strong arm people. And I don't like to have to meld myself or make myself into something that I'm not in order to be able to work with someone. I work with those who resonate with me because either they speak the same language, so to speak, or they may not, but energetically, they vibe with me. Mm-hmm. It's it's very evident who I am through the way that I right. speak about it's things true. and I'm not yeah. quiet about things. But So there are a few clients that I have that I've never spoken spirituality with, but we vibrate very similarly and I don't have to feel, I don't feel like I'm an outsider to them. But 
what I really love about those who are open spiritually and who I can with whom I can have those conversations, I can go super deep with them. Mm-hmm. And that really makes the magic of my job even better mm-hmm. because when I can go to go to my number one talent, um, well, I don't know, whatever. It's part part of In the, the top five sauce. of you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and tap right into my intuition and my connection to help them connect with things that they may not see and that their target audience does see but is not yet been verbally spoken. That's when the magic really happens and when we're able to brand them and help them be totally dignified and, and stand out from anyone else. Mm. So we're going to go down this rabbit hole for a little okay. bit because that we, ha- we have to talk about that because here's what I here's what I hear and see and know about you mm-hmm. and about me. It's that we can be vibrating at a similar level with somebody that we really want to connect with even if they don't recognize that they are doing that. That's right. that that's the the big takeaway from what you just said is that we can you can connect with an individual because spiritually you and I are not going to work with anybody who are not aligned with us. Right. This is just this is just thing and if you guys didn't know that about me, you do now. <laughs> um that spiritual side of me and where my energy sits, I I feel that with another mm-hmm. person. And so you're saying you can feel that with another person even even if they don't recognize why they feel that. Definitely. But it's an even better match if they do, because that's where you can dive really deep. Absolutely. All of my clients are transformational leaders, and they are changing the way that business is being done in their industry. Something that I see often in these women is that they have not yet figured out how to embrace their thought leadership. They haven't figured out how to articulate what makes them different or they've been afraid to do so. They've been afraid to be seen as the the woo-woo woman or the crazy woman or the whatever. But the more I can help bring them back and point them to understanding what it does to them, how it sucks their energy, how it depresses them to work with people who don't, who can't feel that, who can't mm. see that, who can't hear that, and what it's doing them to them to not speak that message, speaks volumes Hmm. when they're able to see that when they're able to connect with that understanding it's almost like the the gates open and the you know the floods start coming through of oh i understand now i understand why i've been feeling so exhausted why i've been feeling like things don't aren't right why i haven't been feeling in alignment with my messaging and with my marketing and with all of this it's because i haven't been speaking my truthful message my authentic aligned message and i've been speaking based on what i think people need want to hear or what or or i've been speaking just to get the paycheck because that's going to pay the bills at the end of the day right but i haven't been fulfilled by that work or by that connection that i've had with Mm. the clients i've been working with so on the flip side of that having that authentically be out in your case you know you use language that says you know i am guided by an intuitive process Mm -hmm. you are specifically choosing that way or allowing people to choose you right as a good fit that and that's the important part of why i wanted to bring this up because i think that when you when we talk about marketing or we talk about branding or we talk about social media or anything that requires you to be forward facing in who you are you know you and i both know that authenticity is really the important part of that and that was a big part of my learning journey for me personally that's been not, and it's not that it wasn't authentic before, but it's just different when you're doing right. it for yourself. It's totally different. Authenticity and good hair. Yeah. yeah. Authenticity and good hair. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and some ink, you know. Yeah. I got well, it for, for you. For me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for that, me, it's t-shirts, yeah, obviously. See? There you go. <laughs> um, but what I like about that is that you are purposefully picking who you're going to work with. And you are mm-hmm. you're using your language and your intuitive process to select someone that is a good fit for you energetically. I really like that a lot. And this translates for larger companies, too. You know, when I speak about this, it sometimes sounds like, well, that's great for a solopreneur. But heck no, it's great for a larger organization, too. For my clients that have, you know, a a powerful team of five that's growing, it's even more. I mean, it's just as important that those five people can be unified around a mission, a vision, values, standards, things that they are all coming to the table and agreeing upon. And then they're creating an intentional culture and an intentional picture for their target audience. All of that is just as crucial. And it is 
it is equally as fun for me, if not more fun, to unite all of them together to help them see why they came together Mm. to catapult this organization to that next level. Does that weed people out in the process? Oh my gosh, I was just going to say that. (laughs) It is so interesting how naturally throughout the process, even of working with me, it weeds it weeds the people out who aren't ready for that next level within that organization, mm. who aren't a good fit. That must not always be easy. No, but it's it's good for that organization's health going forward. You want to have everyone totally aligned with and fully behind what you're trying to create. Otherwise, it's just dragging a bag of rocks right and growing and scaling is not easy heck so no. if 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 you if you thought it was going to be easy sorry to break it to you right. it's not going to be easy it's i like to think we about say it's not always easy it's not always easy i like to think about that your you know the challenges that you face as your company grows it scales the challenges scale with your company so you know what i might face you know at the very beginning of the first month six months of my company is its own category now where i'm at today the challenges i face are totally different but equal to the size of the growth that i've had which is a perfect segue into the dames into the dames let's talk about what do you know because that's exactly what i noticed as i myself grew from five to six figures in business and went through another total re-emergence of my brand i had five i've had five different brand names since starting my business i didn't know that okay tell me what what are they uh the first was contour creative consulting okay the second i was partnered with a gentleman and it was outsourced locally then it was your social source then it was megan contour sorry four this is my fourth okay there's another one coming so yeah okay interesting yep so, so I mean, that's just sometimes just part of the process. It is part of the process. But as I was growing from that five to six figure realm and learning that I had to fish in a different pond, I had to build a tribe with a different kind of group, and I needed to start challenging myself and up leveling, that was the beginnings of the inspiration of creating what was Denver Dames. And it's now the dames because it's it's growing. That's right. It's growing. So excited. Okay, so tell us the premise on how the Denver Dames started. Like what where was the inception to where you began? Yes. So that was the seed of of the challenge that I was facing. I was actually hosting other people's networking events and was really enjoying that, was really enjoying helping others grow their tribe and figure out how to effectively connect each other, refer each other business, and really understand that business relationships are friendships. And the faster you get that and the faster you master that, the happier you're going to be. But I was really, I was doing that well for other people. And I learned, hey, I would really like to do this for myself. I'd like to have my own tribe. And I looked around in Denver and I said, there's nothing out there for high-performing women in business that says, hey, if you're running a six-figure business or a seven-figure business, you want to come to this location. Um, This is a different set of challenges in business that we face when we reach that six-figure mark. So true. And there's another different subset of of challenges at the seven-figure. I'm not familiar yet with the eight-figure, but (laughs) I'm sure there's another subset of challenges. (laughs) And even when you... Even when you're talking about 100,000 versus 250K versus Mm -hmm. 500K versus, there's different sets of challenges throughout that, those different stages. And there are different celebrations. So I knew that I wanted to create a place where women who are at an elevated level could come together and share those trials and tribulations and those celebrations and those challenges with one another and grow together, supporting one another. And I, I mean, I think that, one question that some people might have or some listeners might have is if you are not at that level yet, where do you go? And of course, the answer is there are lots of different networks and groups to work with as you're building and growing. And actually, you want to work with people that are at the same stages as you because their challenges are going to be similar to yours. As a, a startup or a or a planned solopreneur gig, if that's all you want the rest of your life, how you should plan that is going to be very different than the person who's looking to scale their company to a million dollars plus. Absolutely. So I, I think that 
there is a place for everyone to find their people and it's it's the challenge is you know finding the right group that is aligned with where you're at and the thing is is that it's going to change it's not always going to stay right and i if you are out there and you're wondering where you should go please reach out to me Mm -hmm. i'd be happy to connect you with some of the other amazing women-owned groups here in denver women focused groups here in denver and beyond because i'm partnering with a lot of those women I'm I'm in this to help them as well, and they're in it to help me, and that's how we continue to grow our amazing networks. Because yes, like you said, they're not even everyone who's at the six and seven figure mark is a dame. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just it's a different kind of atmosphere, it's a different kind of personality. We've really set ourselves apart also by creating a humor filled environment at our events. We want women to who we want women who typically are in a more serious day to day role as a CEO of their company to be able to come together once every two months at an event in person and laugh their heads off with each other because that breaks them open to be able to connect with their peers in a totally different way than what else is available. That's why I created the Dames as that humor-filled environment in our initial, you know, at the events. I've seen it happen, actually. I've been coming to events now for, what, a year and Mm -hmm. a half? Um, There was recently a woman that came that had not been before, and she came in her typical serious business mode. And because a lot of us do, that's that's where we are. That's where we came from. Right. (laughs) And that's where we spend a lot of our time. Yeah. And by the end of the night, you could see this shift in her. She was smiling more. Her guard was down. Like, her business cards were gone. Like, that was not the focus. But she didn't know what to expect coming in. So I, I found that really, really interesting and really well done, right? Absolutely. Seeing that transformation happen. Because this is this was a woman who is very successful in business. And you can tell she spends her days very serious in her business. Definitely. Most and, people don't expect groups like this exist. Right. And humor levels the playing field, too. Yeah. And there's nothing more uncomfortable than feeling feeling the hierarchy difference mm. in an environment. So, I mean, from the very beginning, I said love and fun. That's our two top values that we are going to communicate through everything we do. You're going to feel warmed and welcomed and accepted, and you're going to have fun. You're going to be able to connect with women in this very different, unique way through laughter, and you will not feel like a fish out of water. And then what happens when you start making those connections is then collaboration starts to naturally occur because you like the people. You get to know them. You realize that you have the same customers or you have the same project coming up or you're working in the, a, a similar field and can address a problem that you guys are each facing. And that's what I like about it. And there is no attitude of competition or negativity in the dames. That's right. that's unique. It is. At this level of business, that is unique because honestly, women, when we get to a certain level of success, we can be kind of cutthroat. Right. You know? And and this is this is this is not that group. <laughs> and I have to give a big shout out to the women who are in our group that are at that seven figure level because they make that even more possible. Mm-hmm. They make that even more true. The Susan Frews that you and I know and love mm-hmm. and the Paige Gosses and the Denise Burgesses and the mm-hmm. others who have really been there and have mentored our community and who have shown us that it doesn't take two heads to grow to that seven-figure mark. It doesn't take eight arms. It takes being a woman who knows her stuff and who's willing to help other people through that journey, who's willing to turn around and look around her and say, hey, who can I help? How can I help you? Or who else can help me? You know, it's it's a give-and-take relationship-based environment in business if you choose to make it so I or wish it's an uncomfortable this... competitive one if you choose to right make it and so. I wish we could take this to schools because I feel like the next generation of girls I wish they could learn this earlier not having to wait till you get to a certain place in business before you look behind you right to see how you could help because this mm-hmm. this is in life this I mean these are this is a mindset right and um, the cool thing is I think I'm seeing a lot more of the younger generations coming in already knowing this stuff yeah. like they're not having to go through what a lot of us had to do, which was unwind the competitive mindset of our upbringing yeah. and of, you know, just our past. And now, okay, now we're relearning. They're coming in already understanding. 
like let's help each other out here people that's we're a, all one so if we want to make hear. this easier yes. let's just do it let's just get together and let's do it maybe social media has done a positive thing in that oh, yeah. area they you know social media has allowed people to connect young ones to connect young ones mm-hmm. i don't know why i said like youngins i was going to say youngins, youngins. <laughs> bring out my mountain girl um it has allowed the younger generation to connect with people and and in ways that we never did. Absolutely. Yeah. And the copywriters that I've been working with that have gotten it so easily are like in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Just, they just get it. And speaking of Susan Fru, she's been on the show before. So mm-hmm. those of you listening, go Love back and hear Susan's show. Love you, Susan. And Denise is coming up soon. Awesome. Um, we recorded a full session together because I interviewed her at Women's Entrepreneurship Day, but it was a smaller right, time small frame. Segment. So we did a whole hour together. So that's coming out soon. So this is what, what month we're in? April 2019. Yeah. So at some point soon, Denise will come out. And of course, Paige has been on my podcast. She's um, she's doing amazing things in Colorado. So it's really great to have so many women, like you said, that are willing to look back and help others reach those levels. Um, so tell me, so the Dames, it started as Denver Dames what year? That was 2015. Okay. Rebranded as the Dames in 2017. Right. And that's when we created our nationwide virtual membership as well. So now not only do we have events here in Denver and in Northern Colorado, but we have a virtual membership that's available to women who qualify all around the country. We have members in seven different states, and we're growing that rapidly. Because the other thing is I really realized after and as I saw Denver Dames growing was, hey, this this is something that's a need all around the country and all around the world. We as women who are high performing, who want to keep growing, need to be supportive of one another and we need a place where we can find each other. So the dames.co forward slash join is where you can go to learn more about membership. But what we do in that membership is we connect our our people through three types of events, virtual happy hours, which is just as it sounds. You get to have your water glass or your wine or your coffee or your whatever in your pajamas, in your business suit, wherever you come from, and connect with women all around the country to learn more about them and to see how we can make connections for one another. We do next level skills training, which is all based on the needs of our members. So we survey our members every quarter. We ask them where personally and professionally they could use some extra help. And we go out and find intermediate and advanced level trainers to come in and teach those subjects. And we have our million dollar power hours. And those are the 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 place that's the place where we give our members access to our seven figure circle of women who are running seven figure businesses who teach us the keys to success for hitting that million dollar mark and going beyond and just you know allow themselves to be a mentor to our community and answer our questions and help us as we grow so that's the exciting thing that has become the dames Mm. and now we are setting our sights and having conversations with women who are ready to start a dames chapter in their local cities Mm, so exciting so we are in 2019 i'm thinking we're going to have four new chapters open up this year amazing and just start expanding into into the into the stratosphere amazing well here's and here's what i think that people need to know is that don't don't think don't think small where you're at today exactly and and the reason why i say that is because even though i was was new at the time and i wasn't ready for a lot of the content at the seven figure level um, i did attend a training session and i remember thinking at the time oh well this is really interesting this is something i didn't know that i needed to know now i know Right. That's and I think that that's really the important thing is that it also helps you see what's on the horizon. If you have plans to grow and scale, by golly, by golly, by golly, by golly, you better start thinking of what what are your challenges going to be when you get to the quarter million mark and the half a million mark and the three quarter million mark. Ask those questions. Start just listening, just letting it sink in and start make some notes, you know, start taking some lessons, because then when you get to that stage, you're going to be a little bit more prepared for what to expect. Yes. And if you are just in terms of that virtual aspect, we're living in a world that's becoming more and more virtual Mm, as we speak. You're right. And more and more online. And if you've I mean, a lot of us know that we're meant to work, we're meant to be international. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you're thinking, well, maybe I'll, I'll just stay local, maybe challenge yourself to think, what would it look like if I expanded to statewide? 
what would it look like if I expanded my vision to nationwide? And sometimes, like you said, just being beginning that stage of looking at the opportunities and looking at the possibilities is the only thing you needed in order for that to really become a reality. Right. I'm super excited because this is, you know, that's what I've been thinking about is my big, hairy, audacious goal to bring dames to four different continents and to be in 20 different countries and to really just expand this mission to the world starts with little steps. And one of those little steps that's happening is on June 4th for our anniversary, we have uh, a French woman coming in from France to who's been a flamenco dancer her whole life. Wow. She's coming in to be our entertainment at our event. So we're bringing it international, and we're actually going to start looking out in France to uh, start chapters there and in Canada and other places. So you have to start somewhere. Well, first of all, June 4th is a special day. Yes. Right. That's how many years? Four years. Four years. Yes. Is it going to be a bigger event? Absolutely. Bring bring your friends, bring Bring your your family, bring bring your loved ones. Bring all the amazing women in your life. Don't bring your animals. Oh, wait, I think you can bring dogs. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, let's just say bring your, let's just say bring your leading ladies. That's right. Bring your leading ladies. Bring your leading ladies. And uh, a flamingo dancer, that sounds amazing. I'll be, I'll be your representative if you need anybody to go to France for you. Okay. I mean, I'll take, I'll take Canada too, because that's like my people. Yes, that's your people. I'm half half Canadian. So you can just send me there. Exactly. I love it. And you, just to go back a step, the digital space that you're occupying and the connecting people digitally is so important. And so necessary because if 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 people are looking to do any type of expansion, first of all, just the knowledge sharing that you're going to get from people in other states, especially because we're going to be able to cross niche a little bit more, yes. right? I mean, I know Denver's a big city, but it's really not that big of a city. Yep, it's it's really not. And the big scope of things, it's it's small. And so expanding is only going to expand your knowledge, your experience, and bring in larger networks of people that you can collaborate with. And what I have to say about that is, I have seen the women who are in the day who are in other states get exponentially more out of this membership than the women who are here locally even Mm -hmm. because they have set their sights on, man, I wonder what this is going to open up for me. I wonder what the possibilities are. And they have made such incredible connections that have opened doors for them to getting bigger business deals and to just growing as a person, growing professionally, to making connections that opened up to them being able to start their own podcasts or be on podcasts or, you know, grow to seven figures. There's so many different things that have happened because of the virtual space that I'm just really excited to watch more and more women get involved in because we're, like I said, if you qualify and if you're a dame, you should be in this group and you should be interacting with these women and connecting all around the world. Have you had any men ask to like access the groups of women because this is a powerful group of women this is i mean women we influence a lot i think the statistic is what we make 75 percent of all these spending decisions right. of most households now i i'm trying to think about like from an outside perspective if i was a male-owned business and the and this group of women were like my target audience i'm like hmm i'd be calling megan have you had that yet no i i really haven't oh. and the the cool thing is What I have experienced is a lot of gentlemen who have been my best power partners, Mm. who have been such incredible supporters of me and have been nothing but like the most generous, open hearted people. And they have made such incredible connections for me to women who have won dames awards to women who have started chapters in other cities to women the best a lot, some of the best women that have come into the dames have been because of the gentlemen who I've met that are supporting the dames that's a re- and I'm really glad that you said that because there is a large quantity of listeners of this show that are men and Absolutely. so my my suggestion to you is go and if you're interacting with a woman that you know qualifies for the dames or is just looking to grow and scale their business get them in touch with Megan because yeah. you'll you know you will help them. You will catapult them in their own success. And that's, I think that's a really powerful message. Absolutely. And just, you know, what I would say to that is Dames is catered to women because we, we really work on the mindset, the skills, the knowledge, the personality, the, the things that women need in order to support one another and to feel safe to grow. And that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. You know, that's who we cater to. And Megan, I have to tell you, thank you. 
absolutely. They, thank you for all it's that you're pleasure. doing for women. I mean, you are you are setting an example of not just not just owning and operating your own business and helping other people be successful in their business, but you are collaborating and connecting people. And you know that for me, from the bottom of my heart, you are truly, truly magnificent. And mm-hmm. I would not be sitting here today doing the things that I'm doing if you would not have taken that phone call that day when I was sitting in my car on the side of the road and said to you, because you were the very first person I said the words to, and I will never forget it as long as I live, that I wanted to start my own company. And I will never stop supporting you. I love you. I love you, too. This is amazing. Okay, June 4th, people, you should come. Yes. And so the dames.co. Yep. Okay, and social media, where can people find you? We are on Instagram as the Dames Co, the Dames Co, and then we're on Facebook also as the Dames LLC and the Dames Co, depending on if you want to join our group or be on part of our page. And then you can find me on LinkedIn as well, and you can find me on any of those platforms as well, Megan Conter. And I'm happy to connect you. If there's anyone you want to know, please be specific, of course. Yes. <laughs> but I'm happy to connect you. I love connecting. It is a gift for me. And, you know, thank you, everyone. Consider, you know, consider if you're in the Denver area or even Fort Collins or Colorado Springs coming up on June 4th. Come to the event. Yes. If you're a lady in business yes. or a professional woman who's leading a corporation, please join now, us. Now, if you're listening to this in 2020, you'll be coming to the five-year anniversary. Exactly. this is 2000. And it might be in New York City yeah, or, or it might be in France. Paris or I mean, might, who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Okay, I have one more question for you. Okay. What is your percentage of grit and grace? Let's see. I it's, 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 It changes it's a nice for me here. every time yes. that we talk about this. Uh, today, I would say it's a maybe 50-50, actually. <gasps> yeah. That's a big that's high crazy. five, my friend. That's pretty crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, and for those of you that are listening, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Grit and Grace. We are always very thankful for Megan, and I will make sure that the show notes include how you can reach out to her. So feel free. Go to her website. Check it out. Check out the dames. And if you have any questions and you, for some reason, can't get a hold of Megan, you know, if you're listening on the ladieschitchatclub.com, there's going to be a fancy little button down there that's going to get you through the interwebs to me directly or if you're on iTunes or any of your favorite listening app please make sure that you leave us a rating give us a comment say hey we want to hear from you thanks and Megan. subscribe and subscribe to grit How and grace forget that? subscribe don't forget don't forget subscribe and I mean and subscribe ladies chit chat club and please. ladies chit chat club and for those of you that don't know I launched a second podcast recently um, featuring veterans so it's called shock and awe 2.0 so you can check that out as well but yeah, it subscribe just allows me to let you know when a fabulous new episode has come out. You don't want to miss them. You don't want to miss them. Thank you, Megan. You're Thank amazing. you, Tara. You're gonna. I'm gonna have you come in and start doing some promos for me. Oh yeah. I mean, because I want the voice. Let's let's finish you it with the voice. You want me to do something different? <laughs> I certainly can. Well. That or you know we could go down we can go down south too or you know if you just want to like come on down down to the bayou I can certainly help you there too. See this is where I can't talk I have to give it over to Megan because or just we can go up north we can go back up to your land up there in Canada eh? <laughs> go back up does that make you feel more comfortable there that accent yeah mm, a little bit mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is this is my new goal I'm going to re-record my intros people but anyway thank you Megan. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to visit our new subscription box site, Grit, Grace, and Glory at gx3box.com. There you can find out how you can sign up to receive monthly inspiration, education, and some special stuff to help celebrate you. And the best part is every box will have a contribution to a nonprofit or a social enterprise because we all know we like to be our best and give back to the community at the same time. So don't miss out, gx3box.com.